0: this is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome to uh, this episode of Your Ultimate Life, the episode completely dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today, I have a special uh, special guest, the master of the creation of progress and growth to talk about a new book. Chris Dorris,
2: round of big applause. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Calum. Thank you very much for the invitation to play along with you and your tribe. You betcha.
1: You're you're welcome. Uh, I had the opportunity to appear on, on Chris's show a while ago, and it was uh, a lot of fun, too. In fact, you told me it was the best Christmas present you gave people or something about Christmas when you did
2: that. Was, the analogy that I use is when I have the privilege of being able to bring a gift like you it's like the feeling that i have when when that episode goes live is the feeling that you have when you're you're going to a birthday party and you know you're bringing the best nobody's got a gift as good as the one you're bringing you know you can't wait to give it so that's how i felt when i had you on on top talks on my podcast
1: well thank you so today we're here about your uh book which is being released today the same day this episode dropped so tell us a little bit about that book why you did it and and in the process more about you and why you're why you even care about this stuff
2: well i appreciate that thank you this is a copy of the book the book of mental toughness mantras it's an an author's copy why it has that bar across the top uh, other copies, of course, won't have that, but it's called the Book of Mental Toughness Mantras, and it's got 52 of these brief mantras that I use in my coaching. Right. So, so let me give you an explanation, really, of why, how this thing even came about, and why do I care about it? So, I've really only done one thing vocationally, other than a very short stint on a scalloping boat, which was a mistake in retrospect. <laughs> there are actually matches in here from that, though, <laughs> so it wasn't really a total mistake. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've been I committed my life to serving people, helping people strengthen the way that they use their minds, so that we can get faster to the creation of our desires, right? So that we can faster get faster to the creation of excellence with less effort, which, by the way, is one way of describing the zone and peak performance. You know, maximum output, minimum input. The zone. Human beings, right, when they describe peak performances, it's it's always similar descriptions. Every human being, musicians, athletes, doesn't matter. It's like I'm killing it, and it felt easy. It was all characterized completely by lightness of being and intrinsic reward. Everything is great about it. There's nothing that sucked about it. Nothing ever sucks about human peak performance. So my mission is to help people do that faster, more, because it's fun, it's nice. (laughs) And I know this over time. But I started relying on these... These little phrases that I'm calling mantras to help people to re-mind them, to help them remember the things that we need to remember in order to rewire our neural networks so that we can respond, so that we strengthen our response-dash ability, so we can choose to respond to life with things like enthusiasm, curiosity at worst, you know. Uh, mindfully, so that we can respond masterfully to all of life in ways that will have us create greatness from it. So these mantras are like tools. Here's a good analogy. And I'll, I'll just read a couple of the mantras. I'm not going to read the chapters. It's just the names, the titles of them. I'll we'll go to the. Uh, well, here's a, it's like living above the O line. I could explain that later. The how is in the what. Ain't bad, just is. That's actually stolen from William Shakespeare and Hamlet. <clears throat> I put a little Jersey spin on it though. Create the state, don't wait. The outer world is a reflection of the inner world. Nervous can't exist in service. The problem is the gift. Best damn day of my life. So, and the list goes on and on and on and on, right? So these are these phrases that through the coaching experience or through speaking or now, now through reading them, then we can use these as tools to help us create excellence faster. Here's the analogy. A master craftsman. A master craftsman crafts greatness. And what enables them to do that, among other things, is one hell of a tool collection. So a master craftsman has accumulated a ton of very, very effective, useful tools that helps that person create their magic beautifully, often rapidly, very efficiently, and with fun. A lot of the, like, we'll say master craftsmen could have 20 different saws, 14 different kinds of hammers, right? And these saws do similar things. They all cut stuff, but none do it identically. Like some cut different materials and some cut them in different directions or ways. right. So these tools are all really useful for very specific circumstances. And when you have access to the tools, then you can use them in those circumstances, like the ideal tool for that circumstance to help you create excellence from that moment. And that's that's what these are. These are psychological tools that help you create excellence fast.
1: And- well, I like, I like a lot what you said to start with. Re dash mind to to redo the mind or our response hyphen ability. Uh, I the listeners, I want you to just sort of pick up on the the use of that phrase response ability, our ability to respond to remind. It's like redraft, there's no question about what that is because someone says, Well, I'm going to redraft it, Well, that means I'm going to do it again. Well, remind means to redo your mind in that way. And you, what I'm hearing you say is you use these tools. To help me faster, reprogram, redo my RAM, my mind, whatever, and get out of wherever I was and get to the new place by using this one of this set of tools that allows me to do that quickly and in the right way.
2: That's right. Yeah. Perfect. I'm convinced, Callan. I'm convinced. I think you are as well. (laughs) That we're all designed to create excellence.
1: I know, I mean, this the whole premise of this podcast is to help each person own a truth. And that truth is, we are happiest when we are in love and service. And you said, except for the trip on the boat, which isn't even true because you got some things from there. You committed your life to serving. And i I know because I know you, but that's because it is not only satisfying it's useful but it's what you believe in it's what you believe we are designed and built to do and you've given me now 52 tools to overcome obstacles to remind my th- my discouragement to redraw my picture that's looking not good to return to that place of excellence and service and love
2: yeah dr bruce lipton i'm a big fan of him do you are you familiar with yeah, yeah yeah <clears throat> um he wrote the book the biology of belief and you know he really created this field of epigenetics which is uh the study of the fact that when i practice retraining myself on how to interpret reality, I'm literally reconstituting my neural network physiologically, right? Doing neurosurgery on myself, non invasively, <laughs> and very effectively, so that I'm able to respond rapidly with creative creative genius, really, and lightness of being to everything that happens. And it takes a ton of practice. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, that's an important point for me to acknowledge. Cr- constantly like everything else right mastery requires a lot of training cool the training fun these these make the training so much more fun
1: well i like I, i like you know the things that i get from you uh mental toughness in 30 seconds emails that you you send out nearly every day and every day every day and they're fun because they're 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 the same kinds of things there's a they're a constant reminder that i have a choice about how I interpret things and, you know, long since dispensed with the idea that somebody made me mad or somebody made me this, that, and the other, because of course they don't. And it's so much more than just realizing, no, nobody can make you mad. It's it's the power that comes from, oh, well, if they can't make me mad, then that means I am in a constant place of choice of how I live. If you really understand that, and so, so people can say, "Well, you can say that," but but they still made me mad. But you're giving away this ability to 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 have choice all the time
2: about how you live. It was jiddu Krishnamurti. You're familiar, familiar at all with Krishnamurti?
1: Krishnamurti. I have some of his books over there uh, on the shelf. So. Of
2: course you do. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> he, uh, you know, the guy was smooth, man. He, you know, he did his work right, and he was able to respond masterfully to life and. One day, somebody asked him, said, how do you do it, man? Like, you never get bent. What's your, what's your jam? And he said, well, my secret, you see, is I just don't have a problem with what happens. And, and that's not to be confused with complacency or being a damn pushover. In fact, it's the opposite end of the spectrum from that. It's giving so much of a damn about the, our ability to experience life beautifully, to really experience the magic that life constantly has to offer us that we can co-create with. Uh, I'm so committed to that that I don't have time to be shitty. I just don't have time to struggle against reality because I will lose that battle 100% of the time. So not only do I not want to have a problem with what it it is, I want to receive it like a gift, right? One of the mantras is, the problem is the gift. There should be an asterisk on that one because the asterisk would say, if you'll have it be. There's a that's that's absolutely
1: true that reminded me of something but i'll save that for a minute i want i want you to tell me why you decided to write this in a book
2: What what was what drove that i gotta give credit to some other people for that namely my enter trainer i call him my enter trainer he's a trainer but he's so damn funny that like working out with him is just freaking pure entertainment. So it's hard to even call it a workout Workout's the dumbest word for what that experience is, but uh, Billy Woodmancy. <clears throat> so he loves all this work. I've coached him. He trains me. I coach him. We have great. He's just one of my favorite people in the world. B does. And um, <laughs> so when, you know, during our workouts, we, we always go deep. He's worked with Steve Hardison, trained Steve Hardison. So um, we have these great dialogues, and over the years, he would always say, CD, you got to do something with all these damn phrases you drop. And I, I, I tell you, 90% of these mantras were co-created in, like, coaching sessions by my clients. Mm-hmm. I didn't like sit down and go. Hey, let me come up with some. Let me spend today all eight, eight hours today coming up with pith, pithy phrases. They they happened over years. Mm-hmm. So Billy would, would strongly encouraged me to uh, to do something. And one of the first things I did, I started. Crying, I didn't wear one. Uh, I have all these t-shirts. <laughs> I, I of them. I give them out. <clears throat> I got a football party yesterday. giving out at least t-shirts with the mantras on. Those oh nice wow pieces they're really just nice a beautiful story somebody got a shirt <clears throat> i sent them a shirt they're all over the world i've been sending them out for years now and uh and there's a place where people can get them we can talk about that later but the, somebody said that they were walking through the store uh, through, it was home depot and they were wearing the shirt create the state don't wait okay and somebody walked past me saw it and they thought that would look weird they didn't say anything yet, but then they walked past them again in a different aisle and said, i got to ask you, what is, what is this? What is that? And they opened up this beautiful conversation where at the end of which, the stranger who, who said, what does that mean? They're like, thank you. That's amazing. I don't have to wait for anything good to happen to choose joy. How good is that? Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. the shirt, so the shirt started and now, now it's a book.
1: Well, that's fabulous and all of that is a reflective of your commitment to to if to service one of the questions i always like to ask guests in the context of living the ultimate life a life of purpose prosperity and joy is is this we see so much online about you know having the life of your dreams and 27 variations of that phrase do you believe that it's possible for someone to live that ultimate life where they're happy every day, or is that just hype?
2: That's a lob right there, bro.
1: <laughs> but I want you to answer. it. Because, is so easy
2: for me. Okay, well, absolutely. of course it is.
1: But, I mean, but not, you know how many people would argue with that? Yeah, I think I have an idea. Of course you do. Zillions. So why? I know it's a lob, but why, why is it possible to live your ultimate life when there's inflation, when there's a war, when... You know, there's COVID version 38 running around, and all of the rest. How is that possible?
2: You know, it's it's so you that that's it's a fun way. I see what you're doing here by by like you're you're using in the way you're crafting the question things that we have practiced experiencing as um, adversity that we have rehearsed and gotten very very good at having be problematic. Now, you could rephrase the question and you could turn the whole thing on its end and go, how wouldn't we be living our ultimate lives when everything that's been unfolding for 15 billion years has been unfolding with flawlessness and perfect choreography? Mm.
1: I agree with you, but most folks don't see it that way.
2: Yeah, but that's not because we're negative, okay? It's because of our conditioning, and I believe that that's the good news. Right. The the ultimate, Alan Watts said it beautifully when he said, and he he said a million ways, but my favorite way of him saying the, the it, it, which is the answer to your question. Hell yeah. Like this. Each of us is an aperture through which the universe observes itself. Only the game we're playing is to forget. that, Which means the game we're playing is to remember that. Is to remember that we are all expressions of divine grace in human form. Right. Yep. And, and as Buddha committed his life to, to, discovering that suffering is unnecessary. Not only is suffering unnecessary, <clears throat> bliss is the norm. Look, you know, when I, st- I referenced it earlier in our conversation when I was talking about human peak performance. Because, you know, there was a long section of my career where I was a sports psychologist working exclusively with athletes on kicking ass by becoming Natalie tough. right? And when I say Natalie tough, I don't mean just offensive linemen in football. <laughs> like, you know, Navy SEAL. <laughs> that's a piece of it right but i mean mastery so uh every shred of human peak performance research has all indicated the same thing is that we feel our we we perform our best we are at our best when we feel our best isn't that amazing isn't that beautiful that that's the way we evolved (laughs) <laughs> we have so great, so much great incentive to get better at feeling good. Use the tools, right? To elevate state, create the state, don't wait. What state? I don't give a shit. I, whatever's going to have you be amazing. If it's enthusiasm, go there. If it's gratitude, go there. If it's serenity, go there. If it's expertise and confidence, go there. It's con- you know, we, you got access to them all. So yeah, yes, we are designed for excellence. The game, the ultimate game that we're playing, Kellen, is that we, it's like the ultimate game of hide and seek. We hide ourselves, to find, I think that's Alan Watts too. We hide ourselves to find ourselves. We get to, and I learned this. This is a, a fun way of expressing that same thing that I learned when I was studying at the Oneness University in India. The ultimate game is to free ourselves from the conditioning of our past so that we can experience reality as it is in all of its infinite splendor. So when a skeptic says, oh, you tell me to look at life through rose-colored glasses, I'm like, no, 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 no. Whoa, you got it backwards, Scooter. What we're doing is we're taking the glasses off. These are distortion glasses that our conditioning of our past would have us distort reality so that we experience it problematically. I just hung up with a guy, interviewed a guy for my podcast about an hour and a half ago, Jonathan Kaiser, who used every set of circumstances in the pandemic in order to leverage the hell out of his business, his commercial real estate business. In the pandemic, when no one's going to work, who the hell needs commercial real estate? Utilized it.
1: Obviously, he figured out how to do it. Well, I I want to emphasize something that you said for the listeners and we're, it's funny, we're switching roles a little bit, because often in the podcast, I'm the one that's talking really fast, and so you are, so I'm make doing it slow on purpose, just so there'll be some contrast, uh, and and that's intentional, and I want you to keep talking that way, but you've said something really important, and that is, you had many things, but one of them that... It is we are designed to be happy, we are built to have joy. This is the that is the normal state, and we have been conditioned and have allowed ourselves to accept the conditioning that says that we're not and we can't. And then we get the idea that we have to fight tooth and nail to claw our way back to some semblance of okayness. When the truth is much simpler, we can drop the conditioning. We can take toolboxes like yours to remind ourselves every hour or every minute or every whatever it takes, that the default is okay, that life is not problematic. And for the 15 billion, 13.8, I think is the number, but who cares? The 13.8 billion years that we believe things have been unfolding, they've done so without our input. And they've done so without our meddling. And they've done so without our complaint. And they will continue to do so long after we quit our observations. And so if we will allow ourselves to partake of these signposts of joy, these opportunities of creativity, we can have that not out there somewhere, but right here, right now.
2: Einstein asked a really brilliant question, which is, do you want to believe that you are part of a universe that is loving or is violent? And I don't really feel like I have any time for arguing which is true, because I believe that they are both true, If whatever you choose to be true. If you choose it to be true that you're part of a violent universe, you will create violence in your world, in yourself, in the inner world, and the outer world. Here's another mantra from the book. The outer world, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you're choosing to believe, and we choose our beliefs, whether we do it on purpose or not we can choose them we govern them if we will practice that if i practice or if i choose the belief that i exist in a violent world and then support it with all the evidence like you were doing in right in your craft your intentionally you know negatively crafted question earlier right just selectively attending from circumstances in the universe that i, I that, that i interpret as problematic i'm building that argument on having that belief be true and then i say see and i'm like it's like when I work with golfers and they hit on part par three, they hit the ball in the water and they go, oh, I knew it. I'm like, what did you, what do you mean you knew it? What do you, why are you saying you, I knew it? I just knew I was going to hit it in the water. I mean, how'd you know that? And they don't even know the answer, but the answer is, that's what I was visualizing. That's what I was filling my mind with was the ball going. What I was filling my mind with, with was what I wanted not to happen and then it confirmed it, and I'm acting like a victim over here. I can't believe this shit have I got screwed again. Like you created that, babe. <laughs> that's good news because the opposite can be true, right? So you can say to Einstein, you know what I choose I choose that my belief is that we live in a loving universe, and I'm creating that well that's it is true, and it, there's
1: that question has been represented a lot of ways, and it, the fact is you create what you believe because you create your experience and if you believe negativity it will follow you or surround you or envelop you and if you choose to frame everything in a positive growth oriented joy-filled service opportunity that's what you'll find it's like hypochondriasis
2: yeah and so i I want to i always get sick this time of year no no i just i always get sick this time and then you get sick see That or
1: relationships or problems yeah. with teenagers or relapses for addictions or failures at work or, uh, you know, hitting the golf ball in the water. So I want you to tell something I know about you uh, that I'd like our listeners to know is I use the phrase a lot, make a choice to add good to the world. Because Every minute we add carbon dioxide just by being here, but we also make choices about what else we add to the world. So I'd like, in the context of your earlier statement about you've dedicated your life to service, how does Chris add good to the world?
2: Well, I never had children. So my legacy is not my uh, immediate nuclear family. My legacy is my content, which is why I'm so grateful to you for helping me share. This is so important to me. I I, I don't care about sharing this book of mantras to make money. I couldn't give less of a shit about that. This is me doing what I'm here to do on the planet, which is help people experience life more beautifully. I was inspired by my neighbors growing up. They were full of joy for the canes, Dan and Mame. Her name was Mame. And they had one child, a girl. Guess what they named her? Joy? They could have. Their last name is Cain. They named her Raising. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> great because <laughs> Candy. Candy cane. okay. But they're full of such lightness, and I, you know, my bedroom faced their house. And our house, my house, we had a lot of challenges. We had of severe alcoholism and death, and and scarcity, and some paranoia. And there was quite a bit of darkness in my homes, uh, uh-huh. right? But there was a stark contrast to my neighbors, and the uh, the observation was just spectacular, literally and metaphorically, where I would hear them laughing every night in their back patio with guests. Hosting, creating celebrations, and joy. And it was nonstop. They're just always it was just emanating with love and light. And I I didn't, I wasn't clear on this at the time. What was happening in me was I was realizing that's an option and it's better. Let's choose that. And then that just grew. Let's choose excellence. Let's choose abundance. Let's choose wealth if you want Let's just choose to have our ultimate lives. So So the short answer, I'm sorry, I didn't even, it's like coaching, speaking, writing, creating content, podcasting, stuff, putting it out, having conversations, I go to the grocery store. I take no seconds off. I take no seconds off. And that's not intense. (laughs) In fact, it's invigorating. It's the opposite of exhausting. What's exhausting is spending time in misery. So I'm invigorated. So I'll go to the grocery store and, you know, half the time when people say, hey, how you doing? They're not asking you. You know, I wanted to know, how are you doing? It's just an alternative way of saying, hi. Right. So, they go, how are you doing? But they asked me, so they asked me a question, so I'm answering. And I say, best day, this is the best damn day of my life. And sometimes, <laughs> recently, I got a guy. <laughs> he's a cab driver or something. He just had nothing to do with it. He was so miserable. He was so committed to his misery. He just went like this. Ugh. <laughs> that's how he responded to me. But that's unusual. But uh, say like at the grocery store, the checkout person, they'll say, Really? Wow, what happened? They'll say, What happened?
1: Yeah. I'll
2: say nothing need to happen. I mean, I guess waking up is the one prerequisite. But I start every day with that declaration. And then you ask, so every day I start the day, it's written on my bathroom mirror, B D L M L. That's damn day of my life. And I have that be a truth. I have it become true. Some days it's easy, some days not so much, but I don't, I don't bail. I don't take any days off from that. Then as I go through the day, whenever I encounter someone and they ask me, how are you? Whether they're saying hi or how are you? I don't care. They ask me. So I'll say thank you for the question because that you know the question that they're asking me reminded me to do the declaration again. So I'll say this is the best damn, I appreciate that. This is the best damn day of my life. And if they want to talk about it, I will. I'll tell just like we are, But uh, or they'll say, well, that's nice. and we just carry on.
1: I want to give people the opportunity to know how to find your stuff, how to find your clothes, how to find your t-shirts, how to find this book. So uh I tell people who are going to be interested how to get on your list to get your you know Mental yeah. toughness emails and all the rest. How can people yeah. oh, hey. want to be around someone for every day is the best damn day of their life who is committed? I do, I, I say the same thing to people. People look at me and I talk to them and I'll say, you know, the person you see morning to night, first breath to last, same dude. If you meet me here in the grocery store or anywhere, I only do one thing. Uh-huh. I'm committed to helping 10 million people this year discover, develop, and serve with their divine gifts. Sweet. And one person, surprised me the other day they said 10 million you've already done that this year your number's too small oh nicely played whoever that was yeah he said he said i'm serious he said you've you've affected me in this (laughs) conversation and i'm gonna talk to 100 yeah i do is a um the wake up with the giants podcast guys nick and um Nick Smith is one of them, and oh, Giants Ryan. And Giants and Smalls. Yeah, Giants and Smalls.
2: Oh right! Oh nice! Oh, that's so cool. Yeah,
1: I was on their wake up with the Giants show, oh, and he said, good. "He good. Said, Oh, no! He said you've affected me, and I'm going to talk to 100 people this month. That number is too small.'
2: That's brilliant! Good job! That's awesome! Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. It's very gracious of you, and uh, to, you're accelerating. You're helping me accomplish my life mission by asking me that question, even so. I appreciate you so much. And the simplest way to, find, to so you, you mentioned the daily dose, mental toughness tips in 30 seconds or less. That is the second best creation of my life until this. So if you go to my homepage, which is ChristopherDorris.com, and my last name is spelled D as in David, O-R-R-I-S. So if you go to ChristopherDorris.com on the homepage, you can sign up for the daily dose. And there will be, there is now also a link, or you could just go to Amazon and put in Chris Doris you know, mantras and, and the book will come up. Uh, and you know, on the website, there's a link to the, the page where you can get some swag or you get some t-shirts and start some nice conversations in Home Depot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's fabulous. So I want to thank you for your, for who you're being, your kindness, your dedication to that. And you are making, you are I think of you often you are making an impact in the world you're helping those people not only that you coach but who will be benefited from your incessant positivism and the rational but ridiculous i'm being silly the the powerful choice to create life as you as you wish to have it and to share that opportunity of choice with everybody that's just wonderful it's true i endorse it 100 million percent And, and love everything that you're doing and who you're being. So I know this gets quite asked to you all the time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I want you to think about a final thought that you might share. uh, If you have one uh, to end our show.
2: Yeah. It's actually a recommendation. Okay. So I invite everybody that's listening to this starting now to begin the process of eliminating complaining as a behavior from your life because what you're doing is practicing reinforcing a habit which is a habit of having a problem with what is and that deactivates all forms of intelligence it makes it impossible to create excellence it's not possible to create excellence when you're having a problem with what is so and that's what a complaint is you're simply practicing having a problem with what is so use the mantras To reply, I mean that's what they're here for, is right? You catch yourself in complaint, so significantly heighten your awareness. Scientists say that on average, human beings complain once every eleven seconds. So that means five times a minute, you get a chance to strengthen the way that you're using your mind, catching yourself in complaint, and then upgrading your interpretations of reality. Creating states like enthusiasm and gratitude for the thing. Stay with the thing you complain about. Traffic. Stay. Thank God I have a car. Thank God I have a life that gives me the privilege of being on a road. Upgrade. Upgrade your
1: thinking. Yep. So I love the fact that you said humans complain on the average once every eleven seconds. The first thought that popped into my mind is, well, I guess I'm not human.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Oh, I'm assuming that you mean because you don't complain that frequently. I, I, I don't. I'm not even sure and the reason I believe you is because you do the work. Okay, I, okay. That, I, that, yeah, that, that's the deal. Okay, so that's why I'm suggesting start eliminating. See if you can. Everyone that's listening, become conscious of the frequency. First of all, just pay attention and be. Have it be lighthearted. The whole thing that when you start to pay attention, you may be humbled with how frequently we actually do complain. And don't have a problem with that because I'll be complaining about complaining. So simply get good at catching yourself in complaint, snapping out of that, elevating your state by reinterpreting the thing you're complaining about in an inspired way.
1: I'm going to give you a thought that this makes me think of. I've been using recently a a set of two steps because people like simple and easy things, right? The uh, steps to mastery. The steps to mastery, step one is notice. Step two is choose. Uh, perfect. There you go. That's it. That's it. And that's man. what reminded me what you just said. Notice and choose. Uh, amen, brother. Appreciate well, you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. I really appreciate your book, the work you've done, the work you're doing, who you're being, and all of the rest of the good stuff. Brother. All right. So I want you guys to listen to this more than once. I want you to get the book, not because I'm trying to get Chris to sell books, because I believe and know that the tools that he's got will help you lift your mind, use it to better capacity, lift and raise your capacity for joy, and help you on your road to create your ultimate life. Thank you
0: for listening to today's episode.